welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Hi and welcome to the Well Life Tribe podcast, One Size Does Not Fit All. It's me again, Liberty, and I'm joined by Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, Liberty. How are you? <laughs> um, yes, I'm not too bad. Um, well, my son went back to school this week, and <gasps> actually, he, he really needed it, actually. Um, I think him being with his friends again has been really good. And yeah. he wasn't too phased by, you know, all the things that they'd put into school, such as the social distancing. The temperature check, you know, I think he was like, we had to wash our hands after every single thing that we touched, you know, like, I think he probably spent more of his time washing his hands than he did doing everything, but, um, have yeah, you been but he's, in? have you, you know, like the shops this week, I went to, where did I go? I just went to Sainsbury's on High Street and just this week they've put up all this plastic partitioning that wasn't there the week before and everything's gearing up for, is, does school look different, is it? No, uh, but we're not really seeing anything. They literally just have to jump out the car and yeah. get in a queue where they're all two meters apart. <laughs> it looks a bit. I wonder what they like. They're a little I mean... bit prison campish, if, if I'm going <laughs> to be honest. It's just like, <laughs> bye, son. You know. Um, but he please. likes it. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, I, I, they had an afternoon of sport, and I was like, "What did you do?" You know, he was like, oh, "We all got given a ball. <laughs> we had to kick it down a line, staying apart oh from each God. other." But, Absorbing. you know, to be fair, they're, they're doing it slowly. Some, obviously, some schools have gone in five days. They're doing theirs, splitting classes over four days. So, um, ah. but, you know, it's a good, you've got to start somewhere. And I think no time is a, there's no right time to do any of it. But he's happy. We're sort of happy with it. And, you know, see how it goes. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess... You know, there's lots of stuff going on in the news, which is a bit bonkers at the moment, isn't there? So yeah, it's a it's a pretty intense time. Um, it, it's um, I don't know what to say about it. It's all pretty <laughs> crazy. It's all everything. Everything's very um, personal. You know, like uh, some people are like, I don't have kids going back to school at the moment, but I have friends who have sent their kids back to school, friends who are not going to send their kids back to school, friends who are desperate to send their kids back to school. Uh, friends who are very involved in being involved in what's going on in the US, friends who have nothing to say about it, people like my dad who pretty much don't know anything about anything. Um, so yeah, it, it's really interesting. There's lots of interesting, crazy, sad, um, hopefully, as I keep saying all along, big changes coming. And one thing that I really worry about, and one thing that I've seen a lot of this week is um, pictures of where places have been now open back up like before and after pictures of places that had started to recover and were looking beautiful and green and the skies were so blue and beaches now just covered in absolute junk. Yes, rubbish everywhere. Oh my God, you just think we, you know, this was a blessing actually in, in, in a way for nature. And here we come again, yeah. chucking, burning big patches with barbecues onto the, the, the landscape and uh, <laughs> Uh, we've got this little tiny bottles. we've got a river just down the road and on it is just like a patch of grass and I think it is so I went past it about five days ago 
And there were people, like it was packed, you couldn't see it. But there were people dragging their dinghies down the road. This is not a beach. This is a tiny patch. <laughs> and like, no way. Was covered. But then uh, what was sad, actually, what you say, what was sad was that somebody had took a picture after all the people had left. So it was people with their kids and stuff. And, after they left. and you couldn't see the grass for the rubbish because the bins were overspilled. So they didn't take their rubbish home with them. And mm. I just think like on a normal summer time, you wouldn't have done that. And I don't no. understand it. That bit is a bit weird for me. It's just like, do you take your rubbish home? It's not that difficult. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, that really bugs me, actually. And then it double bugs me when um, my dog went into a bush and came out with a can of beans on the end of his nose. <laughs> who takes a can of beans to the park? But who was, I mean, isn't everybody sick of beans? Isn't that what everybody stocked up with on top of toilet roll? <laughs> oh, That's great. Oh. I thought you were going to say something much ruder than that. So I'm actually quite relieved. <laughs> I think because the last time I took my dog for a walk with your friend, actually, uh, oh, your, dog, my God. your friends, that was worse. And I hate to say this, but your friend's dog came running out with a sanitary towel. So actually, you did well <laughs> with baked beans. <laughs> um, Errol's probably had one of those, but he probably would have eaten it. So, um, yeah, that's probably actually too disgusting to say. But there oh, we go. Yeah. Um, the other thing I hope in schools is that that, that they are um, using this time to enlighten our kids because one thing I've been trying to do is, um, I think we're pretty good at it in our house. I don't know really because I can't compare it to anyone else's house, but um, talking about acceptance and race and uh, all that kind of stuff, I think this is a great opportunity now to bring all that kind of stuff to the fore where we can ensure that we are not raising kids who have any kind of intolerance or, or, or so many kids you know, learn to be intolerant or learn this kind of ignorance and um we're enjoying at the moment kind of embracing the differences in each other so i'm wondering if when the kids will all go back to school that there will be a, more of an emphasis on that because it's a time to really enlighten the next generation the ones who are taking over and, and one day voting and doing all that kind of stuff so as well as educating my dogs and not picking up gross stuff in the park i'm trying to make sure that my kids are are going to be decent with me as their teacher yeah <laughs> no, when, that's, when they grow know. up I think as you and I have discussed in the past and recently that we've actually been on the end of, you know, having racism directly. Um, yeah. So in terms, I think I've always had that chat with my kids, actually. Yeah. And I did sort of say something the other day, which was, it's funny, actually, because I experienced a lot of racism when I was younger. I then somehow felt like I got accepted. And then I accepted that acceptance and then continued yeah. my life in a different way. Whereas actually I should have just got that addressed, but I didn't. I was just, oh, I, I've been accepted now. So I'm in, I'm in the gang. I'll we're, take we're, it. We're good I'll take to go. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. actually that just shouldn't be the way, but it was. But so for me, if anything, this has highlighted that as a grown up, we shouldn't have to, my mum shouldn't have gone through a lot of that stuff that she went through, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. I think, you know, like if you've ever been through racism and experienced it for yourself, you know, I think it serves a quite a lot of feeling but also served as the way that I perhaps addressed it but I was only a kid at the time but I've so never gone back to address it you know and it's a funny one I, I you know I've been thinking about it a lot um having lost my mum last year I think about all the stuff that she went through because when she first came to this country she's Malaysian but when she first came to this country she got a lot of abuse actually yeah and then yeah. she got more abuse for, for marrying a white man you know <laughs> but then you know as we all grew I don't know, we sort of grew around her, me and my brother and sister. We got our fair share of it, but then it stopped for some reason because we all got sort yeah. of accepted, I guess. I don't know. That's the way I sort of was thinking about it. But 
it's a bigger thing isn't it it's going to be talked about for a while um what results Hopefully. come out of it we'll see i guess yeah but yeah. you know news is flaring up you know all the politicians are flaring up about it it's com conversation but whether it goes or changes that's another thing but going back to real what we're doing every day um i feel quite proud because i'm still keeping up with my exercise and oh, uh, i've been working out this morning 7 30 because if i don't oh work out God. in the morning i don't feel good i had one day off this week and that whole day i felt hideous i was just really tired i couldn't make any decisions and it so but i feel like when i do exercise it's really become a huge part of how i manage my day actually yeah same here i feel like if i do exercise I'm automatically on a road to having a good day. It doesn't matter if actually the day turns out to be pretty shitty. It's just that I know I've done that one good thing, which makes my, mainly for me, for my mind, I feel good about myself. I know I've done something good for my body. I've taken on all that good oxygen and, and, and it is my thing. Um, and as someone who struggled with my mental health, one of the things that I really rely on heavily is exercise. And for me, it's a bit of a ritual really, because I go to the gym, and I see my, my, my dearest friend, Fiona, and it's just something. We do nasty boot camp classes. She was an amazing runner, but she's had a really serious back injury where she's got some slip discs and so on. Um, something I um, never could master was running, but I'd like to change that. Yeah, and me too. I'm really slow, actually. <laughs> I'm not even that. slow. I have this terrible problem where I'm given a distance and I block myself by just going, that's so far. I'm never going to make that. It's just so far. But before I've even taken one step. So um, without further ado, then, I think we should be speaking to today's guest because today we are joined by Leo School. Hi, Leo. Hello. Hi, Leo. How are you? I am very well, very well. The things you're describing about running are so common. So hopefully we can talk about those. We want you to solve Leo. all of our problems before you leave today. <laughs> You're the founder of Runners Mentor, which yeah. is an organisation who basically do what the name says. So if someone was planning on maybe going from absolute zero to wanting to become a runner, or someone like me who just thinks, I can't do it, I can't do it. It's for everyone, right? So, you know, kids, adults, anyone who can, who can walk well can, can, can run, right? Pretty much. And if you run, you're a runner. Lots of people will say, I'm not a runner. I only do this or I can only go this far or I can only go at this pace and I'm really slow. I'm not a runner. If you get outside and run, you are a runner. We're built to run. The human right. body not built to sit around on our bums all day. That's not really very good for us. We are built to run and it does help. You've mentioned your mental health and the exercise helping that. Running's brilliant for it, aerobic exercise generally, not exclusive to running, but running's really, really good for it. And w what is so good about it, I mean, I can get into some of the science if that works, but what is so good about it is it's just simple on the whole. You can make it as complicated as you like, and of course we're human, so we make it pretty complicated and scary <laughs> sometimes. But so true. It, it doesn't have to be. So I try and do that, and the runner's mentor, I'm a coach, but the idea of it is to be someone there on various channels, talking to people who want to run, helping them, reassuring them, answering questions, assuaging doubts. And everybody has them. Everybody yeah. has them. From a couch to 5K, from somebody who's just starting running, 
to the people that are, you know, entering the Olympics. Everybody struggles a little bit. No one can just get out the door every day, big smile on their face, everything's easy. Can so, I just uh, um, ask, in terms of, because one of the things that sort of stopped me running, actually, was my knee. Okay. Um, I always get a bit of a dodgy knee. But then I, I, I think it's always like reading somewhere that, you know, running has a big impact on your joints and stuff. What is, can you explain that a bit more to us? Yeah, so that's a little bit of a myth and it depends how detailed you get into it. But actually on bone density, running is good. So for the bones, running should help. Right. Now you've obviously got lots of ligaments and tendons and muscles around there. So you can get injuries around those, but generally for your health, for your bone health, running, running will help. Um, if you were getting knee problems, then it might be that there are strength areas that you need to work on that would build the muscles around there. Um, yeah. the body the body's pretty good at compensating but after a while when it's been compensating sometimes you'll then get an issue in the area that's taken on too much of the load uh, so no it's not bad for your knees that that always comes out people always say that and it's definitely not how, how did you get into it how did you start what's your story so my sport predominantly growing up and probably for most of my life was football like lots of kids in this country and I played until a ripe old age of about 35, I think. Um, not at especially high level, but, you know, loved it, got into it, found that the team I was managing and playing with was full of lots of younger people <laughs> who, who were uh, a little bit quicker and sharper than me. And it took me too many days to recover after a game. Mm. Uh, and I'd always liked the, the aerobic part of it. I'd looked for positions where you would run a lot and when we had when I took pre-season training and things like that I would lead them out on these runs and they would all moan like hell at me <laughs> like we're not running that far or that fast <laughs> the goalie's like stop <laughs> yeah I don't need to do this <laughs> go back and kick the ball a bit uh, yeah and I'd, I'd always like grew up in London and went to see the marathon when I was a kid, went with my grandparents, didn't live far from the start and kind of was always engaged with it. The route went up the top of the hill near my house and at the bottom of the hill near my house so I could go and see it. It became quite a, a tradition on marathon day to watch a bit of it in the house and outside. So I'd always kind of wanted to do that. I tried a couple of times to train while playing football and it, the different types of movements didn't combine very well so I was picking up the twisting and turning versus the straight line running meant I picked up some injuries so when I stopped I I then just started to run more like lots of people we talk about you know the gym and I don't know where you do your exercise at the moment either of you actually the gyms aren't mostly open but you know Joe Wicks at home or whatever everyone's doing yeah I need I need that outlet too and it does certainly give me that equilibrium that I'm looking for I need some exercise and running's the form that it takes um, so after football I got into running a lot and just exploring the limits for my body and I, so I've been through the whole you know you start off on your own I did I did the you know buy a magazine follow a plan try and do this that's too far run everything too fast you know it's a journey when you do it on your own for sure it's a journey of trial and error I think 
and yeah and i just loved it and got into it and pushed oh could i go further can i go faster how do i do this what what do i need for that what food do i need how do i recover how do i and just learned and learned and learned and learned and then taking some courses and um doing some online courses in lockdown as well i can't get enough of it and i i hope <laughs> i hope generally speaking i'm not a running ball we can be <laughs> Um, you need you need supportive family if you get to that stage but um has lucy been supportive amazing i'm yeah yeah. does she run with you she doesn't run with me she likes running but she goes through bounce so she will run for a period of time and run a race and then stop and obviously husband wife relationship is a bit different from coach runner relationship sometimes (laughs) yeah it, it can work for some not for others um but she's yeah she's run a few half marathons but that's amazing yeah trains for it and then stops but with the knowledge having done it once that if you if you go through it you can do it again one of the things that's great about running is that most of us have no idea how capable our bodies are they can do so so much and there's so many people that don't think their body can do very much or isn't as good as the next person's body and in my experience they're pretty much always wrong our bodies are amazing everybody's body is amazing yeah that's so true and i i i do think that i think the thing with it as well is you can make it as strong as you possibly can can't you yeah Um, and it's not age because with age you can just keep getting actually some people now are kind of stronger with sport than they've ever been i think um talking for myself in the mid over 40s club (laughs) yeah i i think as we mature we sort of there are other life skills we pick up along the way and you get more disciplined and priorities and work out what's important to you and that gives you more capabilities doesn't it to apply it to whatever you want to fitness work parenting whatever it is we sort of get more skilled and wise basically yeah Mm. just going on like going back a little bit because you've actually now made this into a career haven't you and but you were doing something before um which um this is that's when i met you actually you were a sports journalist um yeah yeah, that's a brilliant you know and you still do a bit of that now um and i remember actually when adam kind of was like oh my friend leo he's a sports journalist and he obviously adam (laughs) loves football so he was all over it like a rash (laughs) I was like, oh, that's cool. And then saw Adam a couple of years ago, and then he was like, oh, but Leo's not doing that anymore. He's changed. He's doing this running coach. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a big change. Yeah. How did you make that change? Um, it was over a period of time. So, yeah, I've worked in um, lots of national newspapers, covered football predominantly, but lots of other sports, been to Olympics, big golf events, um, and fantastic. You know, I love I love sport. Um the football thing got kind of intense football rules the news agenda and when you cover it it's kind of a a bit of a greedy sport when you see some of the inside it's you know cutthroat and not quite has how you idealize it when you (laughs) when you're growing up looking at your Mm -hmm. hero so on so i kind of fell out of love with that a bit over time actually yeah it's a huge thing it just i guess it might be like if you you know if you're into a, a 
pop group my daughters are into um <laughs> harry styles and one direction and and so is I'm... Pat. <laughs> no just harry styles <laughs> I'm really into him. He just looked quite nice when I saw him in real life. She's, she's really into him. <laughs> no, it's about his daughters. <laughs> he knows my husband. I'm not really into him. I, I might have qualified what I was going to say, which was, I imagine, sort of close up there, not quite the... the um, the person on the pedestal that we put them on but maybe some of them are hopefully <laughs> well, I think he looks all right <laughs> Cat, Cat's been pretty close up <laughs> no 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 not that close <laughs> he is quite beautiful um but yeah I think footballers I've got a little friend called Ben who's obsessed with Man U and uh I'm thinking god you know it's just a money machine but for him it's it's you know it's the dream yeah. and the players and that he's just, he loves it. And, uh, you know, we see it as this, like the richest football team in the world. And so yeah. I totally get that, that kind of insight is quite interesting between the, the boyhood dream and the, and the reality. Yeah. And getting reasonably close to it. You don't get proper, well, sometimes you get inside looks as a journalist, but you know, they, they tend to keep your arm's length a little. But yeah, I guess it's like any huge, huge, huge business. It's commercial and it has to be run that way sometimes. And so it's not quite as Roy of the Rovers or comic book as yeah. as you might think. I think it's got, um, it's just got gone to another level, isn't it? Of totally off balance though. When you no one understands them, do they? <laughs> There's this alien. But um, yeah, just to, finish that off that kind of I f fell out of love with that and w was getting into running more and more and more and learning more and more and helping some friends here and there with bits and pieces and running a lot <laughs> a lot um <laughs> wait, wait when you <laughs> when you say a lot how much well for marathon training I would run probably 60 miles a week and I run kind of six days a week pretty much year round Do uh, you? yeah it, and you're it, a multi you're a double figure double digit marathoner how many marathons have you done so I always get a bit it's about 15 something like that <laughs> oh my goodness glued <laughs> a couple of longer ones so ultras um <gasps> Oh, we talked about ultra marathons, didn't we, before? We talked to someone. Lily Cantor. Um, Lily Cantor, who is the she's financial finance, expert. Yeah. Finance journalist. And she said she's done a marathon where you can stop and eat. <laughs> yeah, well, they run, you can get multi day races, uh, 24 hour races, 100 miles. Uh, there's a really just obscenely difficult one in the peak district called the spine race which is about 270 miles and you have to be self-support self and navigation and yeah and they do that in winter oh <laughs> that, my God. that's not for me that's not for me <laughs> oh my gosh that just sounds so, really painful it doesn't sound yeah. very doesn't sound like fun i think that's for people who really want to <laughs> my 5k sounds really flimsy now <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> so it's not 
it's that the beauty of running is it's all about you against yourself or you trying to develop yourself that old cliche about comparison being the thief of joy is so right when it comes to running and far too prevalent um yeah i'm, I'm very kind of passionate that people should take pride from the things that they can do and watching themselves develop and watching their running develop being your best self that best happiest self that should be the goal so do you have children i have two teenage daughters uh 13 and 16 and do they run <laughs> no um <laughs> they i think so my interpretation they're not here to uh, counter me, so I'll go for it, um, is that I think because daddy's saying it's really good for you that maybe they're not going to do it. Um, right, right. My youngest daughter is heavily into dancing and my eldest likes bouldering. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did you get into that? Um, that's a good question. Chasing Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into bouldering. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just unusual, isn't it? Though it is a little bit. There's um, not far from where we live. There's a sort of big indoor bouldering centre, and it's quite a cool kind of. Uh, it's a bit like skateboarding or surfing in terms of the vibe, and like yeah, it predated Harry Styles, that's for sure. <laughs> so I, that, I can't dated Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. Well, why, why are we even talking about this? <laughs> We're going to have to rename the episode. Yeah, I know. I, I went to. Uh, much. I'm much older than him. You'll get lots I of went... people who wouldn't normally listen if you call it the <laughs> We went to a climbing place in um, up north when we went to visit Granny and um, took the kids and took Granny and Grandpa, took our cousins who are teenagers and everybody was into it and all the abilities were completely different very similar to to running I guess but it, similar to running in that everyone was doing their own thing everyone was doing different things but everyone was getting such a kick out of it and it was a very cool ride very nice food very cool coffees um yeah. but it's a very um up-and-coming kind of thing isn't it it's very satisfying there's a lot of fulfillment when you manage to get a little bit higher, a little bit faster or whatever it might be. It's really interesting that she's into that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that has mental health benefits as well. It's kind of problem solving. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you're massively using your brain at the same time as you're using your body. So that connection's really strong. And you're right, it is, you know, can I take on this climb? There's this difficulty of climb. I've tried it a few times. How do I do it? I need to stand back. Somebody else might go, well, why don't you try putting your foot there or using this sort yeah. of part? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good sport. And they, in the Olympics, whenever it gets to take place, the next Olympics, it's supposed to be next year now, there's sport climbing for the first time, which combines oh, some wow. speed climbing. Yeah, so that would be really interesting to see when that comes around. Yeah, that's so cool. So let's say, I mean, I am basically at point zero with this. I did this thing, you know, the five, 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 run five, nominate five people, donate five pounds. Um, I did that at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, I nominated and, you. Yeah, thanks for that, Kat. <laughs> I'm not joking. I nearly cried when I was trying to, I, I just, 
I do exactly what I said I do, which is I go, oh my God, cats nominated me to do a 5K. It's so far, I'm never going to do it. So I'm already putting up these walls, like I'm blocking myself. So yeah. I went out and I did the first kilometer and I was like, yeah, this is really, this is really good. I can do this. I can do this. This next kilometer seemed to take twice as long as the first kilometer. And by the time I got halfway, I was like, well, I can imagine I'm on my way home now. But then I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I did do it in the end. But instead of focusing on all the things I should have been focusing on, I was zoning in on all the things that were making me uncomfortable. I just don't try to enjoy it. And I was talking to Kat. We did um, a podcast with Dr. She didn't listen to any music. Alka Patel, that's it. (laughs) Hi, Alka. (laughs) Alka's daughter went out and did a a run where she practiced mindfulness instead of having music in her ears, which is what I was doing. And she made a personal best. What I was doing was I had really loud music in my ears. I was like, my foot hurts. I can't breathe. I'm really thirsty. (laughs) And I was panicking. I was basically sending myself into a panic. But then I went on Instagram and I was like, yeah, cool. Look at me. I just did it. And pretending it was really fun. And I actually hated it. Um, But I always do it. I always do it. I do this in the gym as well. And my trainer is like, oh, for God's sake. When I do stuff, I go, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to be sick. Um, and I never am sick and I always can do it, but I just block myself. So let's say I've, I've logged on to Runner's Mentor or I'm speaking to you and I'm going from zero or I'm doing like say couch to 5k. What would be the basic things that I would need? So what kind of um, good trainers, um, a therapist, <laughs> what, what, where, where should I be starting? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you, you say you exercise. I'm guessing you don't run a lot from... I do lots of resistance training. So I love, yeah. like, you know, like I could squat and do burpees and all that kind of stuff all day. But anything with, like, proper stamina, um, I'm strong, but I'm not... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm lazy. Yeah. So so that strength is is really good and will give you um, a certain type of fitness. You'll use certain energy systems when you're doing that. When you're running 5K, you'll probably use a slightly more your aerobic system. And if you're not regularly running, I wouldn't say to people, go out and try and run 5K because you might have the experience that yours sounded a bit like and it might just put you off, you know. Um, The Couch 5K program, the the app which lots of people use, the One You app's really good. That would be a good place to go if, if you're a beginner. It does have a big jump after about five weeks where it goes from running eight minutes to suddenly running 20 minutes and when I've taken groups I generally sort of go on a more gradual build so you will want a pair of reasonably good trainers the trainer industry has become a massive industry with a whole load of science and a whole load of guff to go with it the body's like the best computer you can get and will work out a good way to run so you the best shoes for you are the most comfortable shoes so if and when shops open up or until they open up you can buy from some of the major companies you can actually go out and wear their shoes and still send them back if they don't feel good rather than just around the house and try them out like i think nike and adidas do that mate brooks maybe a few others um so a reasonable pair of trainers and bite off small chunks not 5k so Give yourself some grace. So don't give you, if I don't run 5K, I can't do it. I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to go out. I'm going to run, not very fast. I'm going to run so I feel comfortable until I start not feeling comfortable. And then I'll walk for a bit. 
and then when I feel like I'm recovering a bit I'll try and run again you want to be able to run at what we would call an easy pace it probably doesn't feel easy to start with but mm. over time it will begin to feel easy when you start running initially there is a period and it varies for everyone how long it lasts but there is a period where it's it can be quite tough to start with once you get over that little bridge then things start to fall into place quite quickly that isn't to say you'll run for 10 weeks you'll then be ready to run a marathon if you've come off the couch and run for 10 weeks but you will get more enjoyment out of it in your feedback the first few weeks can be difficult so one of the things I wanted to mention on here, there's loads more people going out in lockdown because the gyms are closed and mm. something you can just go and do. And if you're one of those people listening and you put in that time now, don't give up on it. You've, you've probably gone over the hump, the first hump, and you're probably just getting into the bit where it's going to get really, really good. So when you're going back to work, when the gyms open up, keep up the running because it, you are rewarded if you are persistent and consistent. Yeah. So little and often, it's a bit like grazing, I would say. Stay within your comfort zone, relatively speaking, to start with and just gradually increase what you're doing when you're feeling a bit stronger. If you do gym work like you do, burpees and squats and hip work is really good. So if you can squat, if you can... Um, deadlift if you can body weight or with resistance doesn't make any difference if you've got good technique doing that that will help and you need to support over time if you do that and do your running then you're, you're going to be good, a good resilient runner over time if 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 you don't try and do too much too soon mm -hmm. uh, so do you so do like a gym workout as well then as well as running what, what do you do to support it do you do like hit training to support it yeah, so I don't do HIIT training, um, but I do resistance work. So there will be squats, deadlifts, um, Bulgarian split squats, a I little bit. <laughs> they're, quite, they're quite hard to get the angle right, aren't they? Oh, you, yeah. They can be uncomfortable if you, if you can't find it. Um, and, yeah, a bit of arm work as well, but not loads, like a lot for long runners are I'm not the person to be doing chin-ups really oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> so always warming up and warming down properly to prevent injury and all that that would yeah that will help on these things they, there's been a lot of change in the sort of stretching regime that are, is recommended and scientifically proven over the years so you want to get your body warm and ready to exercise but that can be a brisk walk for 10 minutes unless you're going to try and really sprint as fast as you can when you might injure yourself 10 minutes of brisk walk and then easing into the run would be fine and it works pretty well in terms of a cool down a 10 minute walk back will work really well too right, right. So um, that's all you have to do then you don't have to do it for a when reason you're, certainly when you're starting out yeah and and i'm a big fan of the sort of kiss principle keep it simple stupid you know we can overcomplicate <laughs> after a period of time if you've been running a lot and you are starting to log longer distances you will want to put the range of motion back into your various joints but that's not a big deal that's like swinging your arms and legs a bit and probably a lot of the stretches that people have done 
after a run. Pre-run, you could do some body weight squats, some leg swings if you want to, or you could just go and walk briskly for 10 minutes and then ease into your run. It's as simple as that. So other things to think about. What, there, there are myriad things to think about, but when you're getting out there, I'm a big fan of just starting slowly, getting used to it, not overcomplicating it. Our brains don't take on that much. It's amazing. You, in the job, you might be able to multitask really well, but when you're running, because your brain's like this amazing computer moving all these bits and pieces in, inside your body, if you then start saying, what are my arms doing? What are my legs doing? What are my breathing doing? Is my head in the right place? Then you end up a little bit all over the place. Take it a chunk at a time. So one good tip for beginner runners that I, I quite like to start with because most people have this problem is their arms go across their body when they run. So when you're swinging your arms, it's kind of, imagine there's a line going down through the middle of your okay. body. You don't want your arms going across there because you're literally throwing energy away to the side. Uh, okay. So you want your arms going back rather than forward. Robocop um, style. <laughs> nice and relaxed. <laughs> no. um, I like there was a little bit on your um, web page that said, pretend you're holding a crisp in your yeah. hands. I love that because I used to run like that, like a fish yeah. crunch, like I was going to kill somebody. And my brain was like, he was like, did you say you got migraines? Because it might have something to do with your fists. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice I was doing that. Um, but I like that. Imagine you're holding a crisp and you don't want it to break. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much good stuff on, on, your, on your page. I found that really interesting. The other thing I found really interesting on there was that on the blog, there's a thing that says running should be prescribed for depression. So there are so many times where it's this, this mind-body connection is discussed. And I think, um, you know, is there, isn't there? In running, surely the mind and the body are never more connected especially in my case they're completely disconnected but when your mind and body are connected is when you are going to be getting the best out of yourself because this is the time and also that you are a england athletics mental health champion and i just thought that was really interesting so would you tell us a little bit about that sure so the first blog you, you mentioned there came from a, a book that I came across called Running Is My Therapy. And it's a guy who's worked for Runner's World for years in the States. And this book, he's, he's had a kind of low-level depression, dysthemia, I think it's called, over many years. And it, running doesn't fix it, but it helps him manage it. And in this book, he, he looks into the whole science that goes goes into that is is this actually a thing or is it just what he was experiencing it is a thing running or other aerobic exercise can help um, the sort of chemical reactions inside your body can help restructure the way your brain works it can help with so many things it can give you better help with better memory attentional focus brain processing speed so you get better at prioritizing and coordinating tasks and there are other things uh, pain tolerance which again lots of other aerobic exercise but can reduce your risk of alzheimer's as you're getting older um, improved mood greater creativity and it's not it's not exclusive to running but running is really good for it because 
you know, once you've got those trainers and, you know, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt or whatever, you can just get out and do it and you can do it almost anywhere. You know, if you carry kit in the back of your car, you can do it. You've got half an hour before a meeting somewhere or a zoom meeting might be better because then they wouldn't necessarily know you're sweaty. Um, <laughs> they can't smell you. <laughs> well, I hope not. If Zoom's got that functionality, it's not. I'm off. Oh, you stink! <laughs> <laughs> you get the shopping list. Um, um, yeah. So, and so many runners. Uh, when when you get to know more runners, you find that a lot of us use it to help. Um, help mood in some way to either mm. lift mood or keep you on an equilibrium or just keep you centered somehow i've known quite a lot of people you mentioned meditating mindful running and running is once you've got over that initial hump it can be like meditating for people who aren't very good at meditating i mm. mean sitting there and mi mindful meditating isn't easy that's why it's called a practice mm. but while you're out running you eventually tune into your body and sometimes you can find that you are just or you know you've gone out for a run and oh i'm almost home now what happened you you can get that sense of flow while you're running and it's pretty amazing i think it's it's pretty powerful thing it doesn't happen all the time um but generally speaking it can help with mental health and i'm i'm really interested in that and see it in a lot of people and see it as a help in a lot of people the things it does for your brain the way it works in your brain is very similar to the way antidepressants affect your brain and there, there, there are studies that show that so it's you know it's not a panacea it doesn't fix everything if you've got depression or you feel down and you think you need something from the doctor go and see the doctor but running might be an extra tool that can mm -hmm. help along yeah. the way there's a brilliant book called um jog on i think bella mckee who is yeah it's fantastic she's married to greg james the radio she one presenter. yeah she doesn't uh, i don't know whether she was with him when she wrote the book but i'm not sure it gets mentioned at all um <laughs> glaring omission for me um <laughs> she, she probably knows harry styles <laughs> yeah i bet she's met him <laughs> like that yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> I was going to say actually, um, my Richard, my husband, he runs every day now, and he never used to do any exercise. I don't know if you remember this from thirteen years ago. Yeah, but he wasn't into it at all. But now, in the last hmm, three, four years, he literally gets up every single day. And I'm not saying in a like um, he had big troubles with mental health but we certainly have you know gone through quite a lot in the last few years yeah and everybody he, has their thing he mm. seems to just love it he's addicted not one day goes by where he doesn't run like he runs seven days a week now wow he doesn't take a day but not like he runs like 50 miles or anything but he does this, he loves his routine now he gets up he'll run he'll do 5k he'll do weights in between he's got this little routine going on but on the days that he doesn't do it, I do notice that he's, you know, he's just like, oh, you know. But when he does it, he's like, right, I'm, I'm ready. I can do this. I can do that. And what one thing that really spurs him on is his, his watch. Oh, the stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get absolutely, yeah. And, of course, you can get as many stats as, as you want because, the yeah. Uh, his yeah. mental health, I would say, 
it certainly just helps keep him balanced. Yeah, and it, it can absolutely do that. In lockdown, it can give you structure in real in I was going to say real life then. In no, whatever normal life is when we go back to it as it develops, it can give you structure, it can give you time to think, it can give you a bit of me time, um, it can give you a bit of time to just check out, you know, right, I just don't want to think about anything, I'm just going to run, I'm just going to look around me and take in, you know, depending on where you live, where you can run, what you can take on board. And it, yeah, it does so many of those things. And a lot of people say that, the 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 time on their own, the time to think, or if you, if you can run with other people and then it's a, a social thing and you're running along and you're chatting and then all of a sudden you've finished. You've been, then you've been talking about everything under the sun and, oh, we're home now. That went quick. <laughs> mm. But I do think it was like meditation for him really in the morning. That's his space to clear his brain because he wouldn't meditate regularly. You know, if no. I said to him, go and sit in a corner and... Yeah, so oh, many... He would oh. be like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not everybody's thing. It's really not. But when you're running, you, you're kind of concentrating on your breathing anyway. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a lot of choice on that. Um, so, yeah, there, there are definitely parallels there. Lots of people have talked about that and written about that. And it can really help, help you to become a bit more mindful. It's yeah. great for building self-esteem as well, isn't it? One of the things that I really enjoyed was the way it is quantitative. You can measure like you say, I mean, purely for me, it was just measuring time and distance. Um, and this was me running in the gym, just up to running a 5k. Um, we do a workout session, like a real, you know, heavy, um, like weights and all that kind of stuff. But then as a finisher, my trainer would say, right, you know, you're running a 5k. My friend Fiona would do it pretty easily. And we both have our headphones on, but she'd keep checking, are you okay? Give me a thumbs up, you okay? And I would be doing that. I don't think I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. She'd be like, come on. And she'd be saying, you know, like, keep counting to the next, you know, do another 100 meters. Now do another 200 meters. Now do it. And before I knew it, I was there. And the feeling when you finish and you think, that's so mad that halfway through that, I thought I couldn't do it. And I've just got off, I've finished, and I feel amazing. And I, as much as I enjoyed her support, and she did get me through it, it was my, my body managed that. And then to go back and the next time and do it maybe a bit quicker or with a bit more, less discomfort, it's so pleasing. And that's, I, I just, I loved that. And I'd like to get that back. But that for me was just that feeling of, you know, you're not as rubbish as you thought you were. And the thing you said about everybody's body is so capable, just a little bit of self-confidence and self-belief. I found that running was the very thing that I could measure more than anything else for physical capability um, that gave me that buzz. And, it, and, I, and I understand that buzz. I've got friends who do run you know, huge distances and I, and I can't see myself realistically doing that anytime soon, but I totally get. I enjoy that you've said, if you run, you're a runner. I think that's, um, that's really cool because now I feel like I'm a runner. <laughs> I, <laughs> but it is something for you to enjoy for yourself and that's what I loved about it. Welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. It's fantastic for that and I, I'm a 
a big advocate of celebrating all the little wins along the way. Whatever level you're at, you will have little goals or you should have little goals. They're helpful. So, you know, you, you ran a minute longer today. That's a big high five. You know, mm. you ran this much faster if that was your goal. Whatever the target is, celebrate all the little wins along the way. Because if you do that, you will grow in confidence. And then mm. all of a sudden you'll be doing stuff that you never thought was possible. When I started my first marathon, I did it, you know, didn't really know what I was doing. And I, I did pretty well. And straight afterwards, I'm never doing that again. 24 hours later, when do you enter next year? Um, <laughs> no way. It's like and, having a baby. <laughs> I, I think it, I've, I've heard, I've heard, uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're I want you're, another you're, one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and at that time, the, the, the speed I can run at now seemed like, you know, walking on the moon. And yet over a yeah. period of time, targets change, it moves and, and you develop and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, you know, I'm 47 and I'm pretty sure I haven't finished growing in, in a running sense. And I'm certainly going to find out whether I have anyway. <laughs> can I just ask, you know, like, cause I, so when I've been running um, and then the first bit, I'm a bit puffed out for the first few bit and then I get to sort of a plateau. So then I'm running and I stay at the same speed. You know, I was saying at the beginning, I'm quite slow at running, but I kind of get to this plateau and then I reach it. But I should be trying to sort of better myself, shouldn't I, to get away from that plateau of like, so I'll reach. So I, I kind of go like that and I'm sort of puffed out. And then I get to this line of, oh, I'm not puffed out anymore. I'll just keep going. But actually, I should try and up it again. And that's the bit I struggle with. Well... I would say if, you, if you're starting out and you don't do other aerobic exercise, you're not a cycler or a swimmer or anything like that, then you probably, when you get to that comfortable level, just do more of that, maybe more frequently. So stay comfortable. If 20 minutes is your comfort and then it starts getting uncomfortable, run 20 minutes. But instead of running it three days a week when it's all comfortable, maybe try and run it four days a week. The body will reward that consistency over time. And when that's when everything's starting to feel easier, then there are little bits that you add in here and there, and then it can start getting a, a little bit more complicated. But there are people that just run lots of relatively easy distance, and you can get really, really good that way. All our bodies are made differently. We've got different combinations or proportions of fibers. So some people will be better at sprinting, and some people will be better at endurance. And that will alter what sort of training you should do over time. But generally speaking, building up your aerobic base by running lots and lots of easy, consistent running will do you the world of good. One thing that's really helped me, I feel, on my fitness is intermittent running. You know, like when I do like one block fast and then I slow down. Okay. And then I feel like then when I've actually tried, and there's not very often, I'm honest, but when I try to go and run outside after going on a treadmill and then I find that I'm less out of breath and that training seems to help me. Is that something that you recommend or not really? When you're starting out, probably not as the, as the main way to go. Um, and it, everybody's different, right? So we're all, we're all an experiment of one. And your training background will make a difference your age your injury history so if, if you've got if you played lots of another sport and you're already quite aerobically developed then maybe that's going to work for you 
if you haven't, then you need to build up the aerobic side, really. Um, and it, it depends on your goals. You know, there's a very, very successful run walk program. People have run quite fast marathons using run walk. So Couch to 5K will start with run walk. And, uh, and I think that's a very good way to go. But just know that you can do loads more with it. It's not just for beginners. The guy, there's a guy called Jeff Galloway, and it's become known as Jeffing. In, in <laughs> some, you know, he's set up a whole brand around it. But I think he's run like a, a two-hour something marathon run walking, which is just, you know, mind-blowing. Yeah. So whatever you do, you know, be kind to yourself about it. Don't come home and go, oh, God, I should have been able to do this faster or should have been able to do that. Be pleased with what you've done, accept what you've done. And yeah, we're, we're very critical, but we don't celebrate the wins so much. Yeah. So, it's funny how running does that, though. I think when I was at school, because I'm not really one of the tallest people, I always used to go, oh, well, if you're tall, you're really good at running. Um, yeah. If you're short, you're not good at running. So I don't know. I think that's part of my psyche with it. I always used to put it down to being short was my, was what not made me very good at running. Yeah. I mean, the, the top marathon runners aren't especially tall. The ideal height is, you know, I'm, I'm 6'2 and I'm, I'm a bit tall because you, you just need to be economical. Um, and the way, you know, a taller body is less economical. So, I mean, I these... that's a school thing, though. That's a yeah. And I speak to other people who are similar height to me. I'm not like the shortest person around, but I'm not a tall person. And often the similar conversations are like, oh, you know, you know, talk, you know, it's that kind of thing that people are trying to sort of get over as well. Yeah. And when you're, when you're a kid, if you grow stronger, bigger, quicker, you do have an advantage. I mean, in the development stage, um, there are big differences there. You know, there are lots of studies that show the kids whose ages are sort of September birthdays or whatever, who are the oldest people in their years often become... Yeah better at sport because they are that much stronger and more developed at the time yeah. and they are able to take on this stuff and excel when they're younger and then it becomes a kind of virtuous ladder for them versus the people who are still kind of catching up and will be late developers if you like um and school's really tough anyway isn't it you know yeah. it's very very easy to go oh no i can't do that i think i'll i think i'll give that a swerve because kids are pretty unforgiving sometimes, aren't they? You're doing some interesting work with um, girls at the moment of school age, teenage age, working on challenges. Yeah, trying to get something off the ground, which came from that, that book that I mentioned already, Running Is My Therapy. In that, he references a scheme in Canada called Run For It. Um, they're teenage girls in Canada. It goes across about 17 cities, and, the, and it's kind of like the couch to 5k thing but it's combined with kind of mental health learning as well and feeding into how people think about themselves and how you giving giving people some tools so running can help with resilience i mean it, it's shown that the way it works in your brain um that it, it can help growth in the area that helps deal with resilience and stress and having two teenage daughters i was like why isn't that happening here that just seems like obvious to me mm. so um i've been trying to get that off the ground talking to a psychologist who suggested that maybe i go younger and try and get primary school age 
girls so that they can develop a stronger sense of identity, which isn't necessarily, you know, I'm a girl, I might be into this. I'm not like that. I am not an athletic person. I'm not a sporty person. That mm. boy up there is, or whatever. Um, that, <laughs> that's a pretty crass uh, description of it, but it's trying to empower girls so that when they get into their teenage years when you make that big jump to secondary school and move on there's a feeling that you can do and be whatever you want to be and using some running and mental health thinking and techniques to give that to them it's tough growing up i've seen that with my girls and their friends and who knows what it's going to be like after after lockdown and the different schools systems and where you sit and all the online learning i think it's needed now more than ever so whenever we're allowed to get greater numbers together whenever it's safe i'm going to try and get back on that and get that going sounds amazing Ooh, sugar yeah <laughs> sorry slam something there i do notice that because i've got a boy and a girl and he's really really sporty and i try and encourage her to be sporty but she doesn't want to be as much sporty and I do worry that because she goes to school and she's always on about like, oh, I don't really like this. I don't. She, is it something different? Do you think? You know, is that why you're focusing on girls? Is it? You know, obviously because it's the confidence thing. But it's just I try to get her to do stuff, but she, whereas he will do it in a heartbeat. She won't. Yeah. So I mean, how do you disentangle those things? So some of it might be just the kind of environment that we're in, whether that be the people we've got to know the school we're in the people we look up to could be any anything identifying it's probably impossible um my cousins kind of said the same thing why why just girls he he's a designer and helped design the logo um and the reason is that the, just because of the stats on girls teenage girls mm. are that more more frightening and that that you know that could be a whole load of other reasons you know maybe they report some of their issues more than boys do i don't know and is separating boys and girls sensible anyway it seems to be a continuum um you know with running i always say this and and generally we're all an experiment of one so generalizing isn't always that helpful for this sort of thing trying to follow the science and the stats on where the biggest problem is and trying to look at that you know tackle what you can to start with and then see where it goes but yeah I don't know if any of it's I don't know if you come out the womb going I'm sporty and I'm not sporty it's got to be that's got to be developed I, w I would think vision of that then for a sec <laughs> <laughs> one comes out in trainers one doesn't um, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably getting out of my uh, comfort zone <laughs> of knowledge um yeah just trying to empower some people yeah it's very positive it's very much needed i don't think maybe as a kid um i was sporty as a kid but again for me it was probably role modeling boys have got these um sport is very masculine heavy so you know there are football teams men's sport is always on the television it's um has much more of a focus than women's sport so i guess you kind of do what you're told to do at school and then you think, oh, well, that's for boys now when you get the choice of whether you carry on with it or not. I just wasn't, I wish I'd realised how much more into sport I would be as an adult because now 
I wish I had kept up some kind of fitness during those sort of teenage through university to now because I kind of let it slide and now keeping fit and being sporty is so much more important to me yeah you're really fit and sporty now aren't you yeah but no (laughs) I wish I was more but when I look at people who have um, one of my really good friends Lucy was a dancer and she was super smart as well she did a she was at uni with me and she did a politics degree and, and now works for the government but all the way through that she was a dancer and she always kept that level of fitness and and now she's so capable physically and um she just she she's kept her sort of her physique and you can throw anything at her and she's able to sort of outperform anyone because she always maintained that level of fitness and um i wish that i kept something up or realized that it would still be so relevant to me as an adult to be i don't know to be fit i wish that there'd been more i mean people i remember being fit being sporty and being female from when i'm younger is like Fatima Whitbread, yeah. Tessa, Tessa Sanderson. Yeah. Um, but if I think of all the male role models, I mean, there were just absolutely billions of them. And I loved, I loved watching football with my dad and my brother and um, my sister. We were all into that. But actually having someone I looked to and thought, I want to be like her. I certainly wasn't inspired by like Fatima Whitbread or... I thought it was cool, but, you know, like, there's a bit more focus now on women's football and that kind of stuff. But I just, you know... My brother wanted to be like, you know, this skateboarder, that skateboarder, this footballer, that footballer, this surfer, whatever. Um, it's definitely much better now than it was, but that kind of role modeling is really important. I just wish I, I'd, I'd not been such a lazy party girl when I was uh, at uni. <laughs> yeah, uni's... <laughs> uni's... Uni kills all the goodness. <laughs> well, it didn't, it didn't for me, but it... it um... It was an interesting combination. I wouldn't say that my nutritional strategy was perhaps ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you've, you've chanced on something there. You know, maybe sport's one of the areas where the glass ceilings appears to be at least being pushed up <laughs> a little in terms of gender in, in the workplace. But there's a big push towards encouraging and highlighting women's sport and the successes and how great it is but in a lot of sports it still has a long way to go so Mm. yeah maybe that's one of the areas that sort of lags behind because it's not people's focus to start with you know obviously rights and workplace and other areas are are more important yeah maybe, maybe that was why maybe maybe women's sport when we were growing up was even you know kept in the shadows even more Um, I think as well like you know going back to school like I prefer like I do more sport now than ever as in work out much more because I think when I was at school it was always the top kids who who were good like they were the the top four they were the best ones so the rest of us were just like well well, that's it then yeah forget it you know and I went and actually I had Paula Ratcliffe was at my school no way the rest of us sucked compared to her And pretty much everybody else in the world, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, and and because her brother was in the year below me, and I think she was a year above me. And at the time, she, we didn't know she was going to be this huge, you know, sporting star. But it, she was this quite quiet girl. I remember being quite quiet, and it was Bedfordshire, so she was at the Bed- Bedford Athletic Club constantly. But obviously, when you've got her being picked and all these other people being picked who are of a similar ilk when you're at school it's just like oh well they're the ones who get picked to put into everything and you kind of get it doesn't just happen for a year it happens for the entirety of your school 
So therefore, I always think that sort of puts the rest of the kids off. Yeah. yeah you might and it isn't before. until you come out of and go into adulthood as such working that when you pick your own choices, like it's so much easier to go, well, I want to run or I want to yeah. do this, you know. And it's so much more comfortable because you're not put in a box. That's such a common story as well. You know, oh, I didn't really like it at school. And the person that I'm trying to get this all girls can scheme going with said the same thing. You know, schools don't really cater for people who probably want to exercise, but don't, you know, either put off competing or... It's a bracket don't. of sport that they put you in, isn't it? Are you in yeah. A, B, C, all the way to F at some schools? Yeah. So th th there, there should be another way. And that, I mean, that's what that scheme's partly about, keeping people active, showing, showing what you can get from being physically active and, and how actually you can just do it. You don't need to be doing it at school. You don't need to be in a team Yeah. whatever. It's changing that mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Um, people as well, just like, you know, school does do sport, but it doesn't cover it as much as people try and put the emphasis on it. And actually having it as an activity outside is something that you should do actually. yeah and there are lots of fun games that you can play that end up as <laughs> physical exercise as part of this scheme we start off with these games and i take one of the other things i do have been doing before lockdown anyway was um uh, like an athletics academy at a leisure center for some primary school age kids and we play lots of games so that you end up all exercising without really knowing you're exercising and um, that kind of stops after primary school on the whole but there's no reason why it should there's yeah. no reason why you can't do stuff that is healthy exercise but also just a fun game just mm -hmm. you don't realize you're doing it. and why not do things like bouldering and sort of more more alternative mm -hmm. stuff that doesn't have to reward the biggest strongest fastest in the school you know if there is a way to get those sort of options doesn't sound very practical as i'm saying it but if there is a way to get those sort of options that'd be amazing i think yeah. the thing like liberty touched on earlier though which is what running is good for is the fact that you don't have to go out and spend loads of money on it you don't mm. have to you can just go out your house today and do it can't you and that's the confidence that i'm getting from you is that because i have a you know i think i'm rubbish at running you know mentality because i'm like oh i, I, I can do it but i'm just really slow <laughs> that's my i've carried that with me since i was 10 you know that kind of thing but i think it's just safe to say to people who are listening to this it's just like actually talking to you has been really good because i'm like oh i can do it. i am not that rubbish you know like i could just start doing it if i ran went out today and ran for eight minutes that's a big achievement whereas normally because 5k is always something that's on the adverts just everywhere everybody thinks that that's well it's not very far so you should be able to do it and when you first start doing 5k you're a bit like i can't even do 5k you know it's that thing isn't it yeah you that's think good. oh everyone can do 5k that should be easy i should be able to do that says who yeah well either that person's very very fit or, or actually hasn't tried so doesn't know um you're not rubbish i don't think anybody's rubbish we're all just yeah an experiment of one and work on that experiment see see what you can do with that that person that's in there anyone can do it it's a it's, sport without excuses isn't it you don't have an excuse not to do running 
No, even even in lockdown, you were allowed to get out and run. It was. Um, I was speaking was... to my neighbour the other day. Actually, she was like, "Guess what? I got up to ten k." She's really proud. Actually, she's just like, "I can do ten k all in one." I was like, "Oh, that's really good for you." Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well done. <laughs> but she's she's. I'm sure she's not saying that so that to make you feel. No, bad. she's not. But that's that's what I mean about lockdown. She said to me actually, she wouldn't have done that had she not been in lockdown they, all the things i think it's funny isn't it because the first thing that they said was that you get an amount of exercise a day you're allowed an hour's exercise yeah. a day and actually then everybody just were like i'm gonna be a runner or i'm outside you know and, and so the increase must have been you must have noticed it more than anybody because it's your field but it's just like suddenly the whole world's running yeah it's amazing um and that's a good thing isn't it to come out of there fantastic it was one of the one of the uplifting things for me, um, I just thought, well, I, you know, I just hope we can carry this on. I hope these people that are picking it up are you know, enjoying it enough that that when they don't have to do it, because I think people kind of felt like they had to. The government saying, yes, you've got one hour, go out and <laughs> run, run, forest gums everywhere. <laughs> that must be one of your favourite movies. I do love that movie actually. I love Tom <laughs> I do love Tom Hanks. I don't think I've ever had a beard as long as him, but <laughs> you've never run long enough to grow a beard. <laughs> That's disappointing, Leo. <laughs> yeah. I tell you who blew me away um was Elliot Kipchoge. When was it that he was in London and he did no it wasn't in London, was it in Vienna that he did that? It was Vienna, yeah. So I don't know what the date of it was, but yeah, he ran and he became the first man to run under two hours for a marathon, which is scary. I mean, it's not an official time because he had, it was the second time he had tried it. First time was a Nike attempt uh, in Monza. And, you know, they kind of leveraged all, everything they could, shoes, wind resistance. So they had sort of aerodynamic, set up for all these paces they had paces coming in and out um ran on a day when it was the the best condition so least wind and a total flat course and so not an official race but still a, a absolutely amazing achievement and what's even better is i've not met him but he just in all the interviews and stuff that you see or read about him he just seems like a really great guy as well. Yes. So humble and, um, yeah, just dedicated and humble. And he runs with a, a group of people and he always gives credit to that group that he trains with. Um, trains absolutely astonishingly hard. Um, yeah, sacrifices so much. to to. I mean, like, doesn't live with his family for a lot of the year just so that he can stay focused and unbelievable but just seemed so cool i just thought he's such a nice person yeah that seems to be such a nice person obviously the same as you i don't know him but i remember watching it and then seeing him being interviewed and just thinking oh my god this guy is special he's special there's something about him just incredible yeah. and, and and another you know the limits of human endurance we just don't know what they are yet you know every every time somebody does some amazing feat some amazing climb some amazing run some amazing swim and we think well that's it you know we've we've capped out now that's that's the most we can do and then in however many years time somebody does 
something goes further, faster, higher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, for me, what I take from that for Joe Public is, you know, we don't know what we're capable of until we until we give it a good old go. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It I amazing. can't believe I've been talking about running for this long and I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've never yeah, been was running it, this long. It wasn't boring. Really that is lovely. I feel like I'm going to go for a run now. <laughs> I'm going to go for an eight-minute run after this. Next week, check back in. <laughs> Leo, I think that was a backhanded compliment. It I was. Just Leo, you're not like... boring. Well done. No, I feel like I actually, I've always had a bit of a fear of running. Same. And actually just having a talk about it, because it is a school thing, I'm not going to lie. I'm just like always thought, and I've carried that through. And I, and every time I go into a run, I'm just like, oh, you know, I always like, mm -hmm. I dread it actually. But actually I feel like coming off and having a little eight minute sprint now. Just I do too. It's so funny. You've really all right can't... to do, you know. And I, I just think, and also, I always, the thing about running as well is like when I watch movies, you know, when you see people running in movies after something dramatic's happened and then they're just like, I'm just like, I, lo I love that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm quite motivated by it now because I feel like my confidence talking today and listening to this today is just sort of edged a little bit more. Um, yeah. The fact that you sort of help the school girls and that, and because it is a real, that is a problem. That is a bit of an issue. You know, and all those those things, I, I find this has been quite sort of, it's been personally motivating for me um, it, listening to this. And I hope it has for others. And also in terms of just sort of bettering, yeah, I'm more, you know, like I, I've sort of dipped in and out with running over the years, but not dipped in enough. And then I've kind of like, oh no, maybe, maybe not. Backed off, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I do actually feel like trying to get back out there and do it again without feeling... An intimidation from I don't know where but so thank you for that and I just hope that other people that are listening to this who have been thinking about running or have started in lockdown you know see it as something not just as a sport but it is something that where you can just get a bit of space um, mm. a bit of mindfulness somehow and I think that's maybe why quite a lot of men do it because they don't think they're doing mindfulness but it could it is that yeah sorry absolutely. you Richard um, <laughs> Sorry, Rich. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It's true. That's your, you know, meditation as a practice in all forms. It comes out in different ways. And yeah. this is definitely one of them. And I think that's why you see a lot of people who really get into it, because it is the only way that they know how to have a little breathing space at the same time. Yeah. So you definitely motivated me. And I definitely would like people to look at where you are and how people can find you. So do you want to let us know where we can find you? The best place is the website, email address is on there. It's runnersmentor.com. So runners with the S in the middle, mentor, O-R at the end. Sorry, journalist in me coming out. Um, yeah, I, I'm not super active on social media. I've got social media handles, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm the wrong generation for that. You're <laughs> not that old. No, well, if you are, thanks. We are too. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe the wrong personality type I, I, I'm not sure I, I ought to be on it a hell of a lot more um, from a business perspective but yeah 
doesn't <laughs> I like helping people and running and things like that and yeah <laughs> actually if you can though come into our um the panel group because there's a lot of people there you could collaborate with actually on this yeah okay. um which would be good and then you'd get more sort of out of the world life tribe i think because that's quite a social media space social, but yeah, there's yeah. quite a lot of um collaboration in that but i do think you know you you've been really inspirational in this and kind of just got me to think about it a lot more and like liberty was saying with her fears of it as well um it's just like having helped somebody just sort of lift lift the limitations with it and it's just weird isn't it that we put that on running i think that's part of this conversation i've kind of gone it's so true why do we put these limits on running i don't put limits on my gym workout no i, put them on that. I wouldn't put a limit on a pilates class or on a yoke you know it's just running yeah and there's maybe one takeaway tip that i use so when you least feel like running is probably when you most need it and give yourself some grace so if you're like if you've got some sort of schedule or ambition for a run five minutes or 5k or whatever it is and you're not feeling it maybe just break it down in your head i've often gone oh i've got to run this many miles today i'm never gonna do it i'm too tired okay i will just go this far and then see how i feel and if I don't feel good, it's fine to turn around and come home. No problem. Yeah. I don't think I've ever turned around and come home. Um, and I've always felt way better by the time I got there. Because once you start going and the yeah. blood's pumping around your body, if you're in the gym and the music's great or you're outside and it's a beautiful place or, I don't know, you, you're going through the park or whatever, you will get a lift from that. 99 times out of 100 so yeah. get yourself out the door and then it gets better from there leo thank you so much for speaking to us today it's been so much fun really um, enjoyed yeah thank oh, you leo. It's been really nice to talk to you and actually you have i mean that from the bottom of my heart actually i do feel like going for a run i do feel a bit more confident because i do i have judged myself a lot so thank you so much for that that's um that's been really helpful yeah feel free to to tap me up and I'll um I'll point you if if you feel like you're doubting yourself just drop me a message I'll uh, I'll put you on track. Oh, yeah. oh very lovely. Definitely will do. Um thank, thank you so much you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.